Welcome, witches and ghouls, to a super spooky, blood-curdling episode of Big Lash Energy. I'm your host, Jaina Jaina Marie. This week, we're discussing something as mysterious as the moon, as haunting as the chime of a grandfather clock, so ghastly, so dreadful, so terrifying, just the very mention of it has the power to send a grown man running. The monthly haunting. That time when the vampires feast. Sure, we may not grow fangs or howl at the moon, but emotions run wild and the chocolate cravings are, well, supernatural. That's right. We're talking about periods. Hey, where did he go? See, I told you it was scary. Get your sanitary silver bullets ready, because we're about to pull back the velvet curtain, share some spooky stories and freaky facts about that time of the month when the red potion is brewing. So grab your hot water bottles and a bag of candy corn, because today's episode is going to be a yeah, I'm gonna go there. bloody good time. Well, let's go. Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses, and laughing at our ourselves along the way. <laughs> now here's your favorite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. As I'm sure you know by now, I love when you send feedback, encouragement, or leave glowing reviews on Apple Podcasts. Well, over the past year and a half, something I've heard multiple times has been that Big Lash Energy is the big sister talk I always needed. Well, today's episode is the big sister talk we all needed. Everything I knew about periods, I learned in sex ed and Cosmo magazines. And in my school, sex education was taught by someone named Miss Bates, the gym teacher. She moved, talked, and behaved exactly how you would expect her to. She had a wavy mullet, bony fingers, which I noticed because she always talked with her hands, and I'm sure a closet that housed nothing but track pants. Being the shitty kids that we were... We all called her masturbates behind her back. She talked about sex education like she was setting up a game of dodgeball. All right, gang, I got some homework for you. Tonight, I need you to go home, get a mirror, stick it down there, and uh, have a look at your vagina, okay? It's important that you uh, know what you're working with. Good talk. Full transparency, I did it. What can I say? I was a total teacher's pet, and I distinctly remember thinking, huh, weird. We watched a woman give birth. I think that was a way to scare us into not having sex. And of course, we were told that at any given moment, we could start bleeding. But as Mrs. Bates said, all right, this is a pad. And if you want to go swimming, this is a tampon. And don't worry, things don't smell weird. You're going to be just fine. Once that class was over, the countdown was on. Now we just wait to be summoned by womanhood. Of course, all that was mentioned was the bleeding part. Periods wouldn't be nearly as terrible if that was all they were. Now, would they? Mrs. Bates never said a thing about the bloating, the back pain, fatigue, breakouts, emotional outbursts, fighting, tears, cramps, food cravings, headaches, tender boobs, greasy hair. Oh, and don't forget, hating absolutely everyone. Wouldn't you if you had all that shit going on? If you think about it, the symptoms that accompany our periods really are as unpredictable as a haunted house. 
Amidst all of the discomfort and confusion, so many of us have suffered alone. Even though it's a completely normal fact of life, most of us grew up hiding that we were bleeding. Imagine feeling like we needed to hide a completely normal part of us once a month. I remember stealthily shoving tampons up my sleeve. In fact, I've still done it as an adult, hoping no one would see or whispering to a girlfriend in high school. When I stand up, can you check my butt? As though even the teensiest drop of blood on your pants marked the end of your social life as you knew it. Think about it. If we've come to associate a natural, beautiful and sacred aspect of our very own being as dirty or something to hide, then what are we telling ourselves about our bodies, about our worthiness in the world as women? Full transparency here. This week, I'm actually setting us up for the information I'm so excited to share with you next week. Over the past two months, I've done a serious deep dive into menstrual cycles and how to make Aunt Flo my bitch. The results have been life-changing. So next week, we're going to discuss a brand new way to approach your cycle, how to make it the secret to your productivity, your superpower, really. But first, I want to get some other stuff out of the way. First, I want us to get comfortable talking about it, because let's be honest, most of us grew up doing our best to hide it or pretend it didn't exist. And why? Why? It's universal. Around 1.8 billion people menstruate every month worldwide, meaning that at any given point each day, 800 million women and girls are menstruating. That makes up 26% of the global population at any one time. But still, we smuggle tampons like drugs for the cartel, mortified at the thought that anyone might find out we're, well, normal. In today's episode, I want to normalize periods by sharing a few fun facts that you probably didn't know about your monthly flow. First of all, let's take a look back in time. Did you know that in some historic cultures, a menstruating woman was considered sacred and powerful with increased psychic abilities and strong enough to heal the sick? According to the Cherokee, menstrual blood was a source of feminine strength and had the power to destroy enemies. In ancient Rome, Pliny the Elder wrote that a menstruating woman who uncovered her body could scare away hailstorms, whirlwinds, and lightning. If she stripped naked and walked around in the field, caterpillars, worms, and beetles would fall off the ears of corn. Anybody want to test that one out in the name of science? No? No takers? Anyways, menstrual blood has been viewed as especially dangerous to men's power. In Africa, menstrual blood is used in the most powerful magical charms in order to both purify and destroy. Uh, are you feeling badass yet? Because this is some pretty magical shit. (laughs) Did you know your period changes your voice? Because the vocal cords are mucous membranes very similar to the ones that exist in the vagina, they have differing levels of moisture and blood flow throughout the month. Believe it or not, this has been studied. A meta-analysis found that hormonal changes associated with your periods do in fact impact your singing voice. Your cycle can affect your speaking voice as well with women who are ovulating using higher pitched tones. Oh, man, I kind of wish I'd been keeping track of this because I do know that there have been some episodes where I sound like a husky trucker (gasps) and other ones where I sound more feminine. (laughs) 
Did you know that your period alters your taste in men? Ovulation, which happens about two weeks before your period, tends to increase your sex drive. And apparently it also makes you really into artistic types. Yeah, one study found that women are more likely to prefer guys who are creative over guys who are wealthy during ovulation than they are otherwise. Wait, I'm just putting two and two together here, but didn't we just say that ovulating increases our sex drives? Yeah, then it makes perfect sense that we would prefer a starving artist or struggle rapper or aspiring stand-up comedian over a successful businessman when we're ovulating, because we all know those broke guys are sexing like they need to get their rent paid, right? (laughs) How long does this ovulation phase last for? Just a couple of days, really? You sure it's not like a decade? Hmm. Anyways, okay, I'll go with that. Did you know your period affects your pain threshold? If you need to get a shot or another painful procedure done, you may want to reschedule it for after your period. Women have the lowest pain thresholds during the premenstrual and menstrual phases when their estrogen is low. I experienced this for myself when I was at a tattoo appointment last year. Now, I have a really high pain threshold. For example, when I wanted my whole arm and shoulder done, I told my tattoo artist I wasn't leaving until the full outline was complete, which meant that I stayed on that bed for 11 hours. That's pretty much unheard of. And of course it was painful, but I was able to bear it. But after that, I was essentially a walking coloring book. So I had multiple appointments where she needed to color in the outline that she'd done. And one appointment in particular, I wanted to hit the eject button every time her tattoo gun touched me. It was next level pain. I was super weirded out because I'd never been in that much pain being tattooed before. And finally she asked me, do you have your period right now? And I said, yes. How did you know? That was that. I was living proof that things hurt more when you have your period. Did you know that your period affects how prone you are to injuries? You may want to be more careful with physical activity during the beginning of your cycle. Ligaments are more stiff during this time when your estrogen is low. So it's not surprising that one study found that female athletes are more likely to tear their ACLs right before or during the first few days of their periods. So be careful out there, okay? Sally Ride was the first American woman in space. She spent 14 days, 7 hours, and 46 minutes amongst the stars, which of course is incredible, but it might not be her biggest accomplishment. Some might say Sally is most famous for her tampons. Sally Ride's tampons might be the most discussed tampons in the world. Before Ride became the first American woman in space, her male scientist counterparts pondered her tampons. They weighed them, and NASA's professional sniffer even smelled them. They weren't sure, is it better to take deodorized or non-deodorized to make sure they wouldn't smell too strongly in a confined space capsule? Engineers considered exactly how many she might need for one period in space. And in fact, one of them even asked her, is 100 the right number? Um, to which Sally Ride said, no, that's not the right number. Can you imagine? These guys genuinely thought a woman goes through 100 tampons for one period. Now, remember, these are scientists, space traveling scientists scientists who apparently knew absolutely nothing about the woman's cycle. 
I did the math, and this would mean that we would be on the toilet changing a tampon every 45 minutes that we're awake. So forget working from home on the days when you had your period. You'd need to take your laptop right into the bathroom. Honey, where are you? I'm on the toilet again. How would we get anything else done? Once Sally said that's not the right number, they responded, Well, we just wanted to be safe. I'm not exactly sure how men imagine periods happening in space. I mean, I guess at that point, nobody knew what could have happened, but maybe they were concerned that if she didn't have enough tampons, blood would just go flying around the spaceship. Who knows? Well, the engineers were trying to be thoughtful. Reportedly, they packed the tampons with their strings connected so that they wouldn't float away. I imagine Sally Ride's tampons were hovering around the spacecraft like sausage links and I wonder if the male astronauts ever came across them and embarrassingly tried to quickly float away. Hey Bill, uh, you better watch out. What? What's up? Sally's tampons are uh, coming your way. What? Oh, oh god, oh, not the tampons. Oh, oh. Yep, see, I tried to tell them. Women belong in the kitchen, not in space. Speaking of the number of tampons we use, did you know you could go through up to 15,000 period products in your lifetime? That's right. On average, most women menstruate approximately 450 times in their life. And during that time, they'll use between 12,000 to 15,000 tampons and maxi pads. And on average, a box of about 45 tampons is about $12. So divide 15,000 by 45. That means we're buying around 333 boxes in our lifetime. And at $12, that's $4,000. The worst part to someone like me is that's a lot of trouble and money to go through so that we can have babies. And even worse, when we don't plan on having babies. Hi, um, I'd like my money back. For what? Uh, 333 boxes of tampons. I have receipts. Uh, what? Yeah, I didn't actually need them, uh, or my period for that matter. Uh, I want a refund, and I'm filing a class action lawsuit with Mother Nature for pain and suffering as soon as I leave here. I want a refund! <laughs> Did you know the reason that they got their name sanitary pads is because before Kotex sold the first package disposable maxi pad, women used old rags, old bed sheets, towels, and bandages from the war. So you can see how the word sanitary would have been very relevant back then. At the time, only men were working, and so it was seen as embarrassing for a woman to have to pay for anything to do with her menstrual cycle from a man. So Kotex promised to make the packaging discreet and suggested that a lady ask for Kotex by name so she could avoid the horrible embarrassment of needing to ask for sanitary pads from a man at the register. Kotex sold their first sanitary napkins in laundry mats and advertised them as a way to solve a woman's problem. <gasps> there starts the notion that our completely normal bodily functions were something that was shameful and needing to be hidden. Did you know that you probably bleed a lot less than you think? I'm sure many of us feel like Carrie covered in pig's blood on our heaviest day of the month. It's hard to enjoy life when you feel forced to choose dark colors to wear and you've got that, oh my God, should I change my tampon? Playing on repeat in the back of your head. It feels like the faucet's on high, but on average, a woman only loses about 60 milliliters or two shot glasses of blood during each period. Wow. I actually had to read that a few times because I didn't even believe it at first. Psst. If you're listening with your partner, this is the part where you might want to fake a bad Wi-Fi connection, pause the show, and come back to it later. <clears throat> Don't say I didn't warn you. 
Did you know orgasms can make your cramps feel better? During your period, uterine contractions caused by an orgasm can release pain-fighting neurotransmitters like endorphins and oxytocin. However, this is also the time of the month when we want to go into complete hibernation, flipping two big fat middle fingers to anyone who wants anything from us. So keep in mind, self-pleasure is always an option. Did you know that the first tampon patent was filed by a man in 1931? Yes. A man. You can thank Earl C. Haas from Denver, Colorado for his contribution to your cycle. The original tampon with a cardboard applicator was patented more than a decade after the disposable pads made their secretive store debut. Haas wanted to invent something better than the, quote, rags his wife and other women had to wear. He said he got the idea for his tampon from a friend in California who used a sponge inside her vagina to absorb menstrual flow. So can we say that this friend was actually the one who invented the tampon concept? No? No. We're still going to give this to Earl C. Haas? Okay. All right. Well, anyways, he was a very thoughtful guy. I mean, I've heard of thoughtful men coming home with chocolate or warming up a heating pad, but inventing a whole new way to bleed? Earl Haas is the man. He was fiercely dedicated to making the new and improved tampons as sanitary as possible and didn't want women to have to touch the cotton prior to insertion. Thus, the cardboard telescoping applicator became a critical component of the invention. After spending so much of his spare time perfecting the invention in his basement shop, the modern-day tampon was born. Fun fact, our buddy Earl also invented the diaphragm. Earl C. Haas, we salute you. Did you know that water can temporarily cork your flow? (laughs) Although your uterine lining continues to shed while you're fully submerged in water, the pressure from the water you're in counteracts the gravity of blood exiting your vagina. So it's not that you stop bleeding, it's more that there's pressure to stop the blood from flowing out. So essentially, you don't actually need any protection for your swim, rather, for once you get out of the pool. Lastly, did you know that instead of despising your monthly cycle like a bad cold, you could learn the subtle nuances using it to your advantage and eventually, like me, you could see it as something to be celebrated? I'm so excited to share with you my new way of living that has been life-changing. I'm low-key mad at Ms. Bates because she dropped the ball, man. There's so much information I didn't learn, but now I know it and I am so excited to share it with you. Next week's episode is going to be crucial, impactful, so helpful I can't even stand it. So make sure sure you tune in next week and get ready to tell your friends. Thank you for pressing play this week. I hope you found this interesting. Was it a bloody good time? (laughs) If you know someone else who could use a little BLE in their life, could you pretty please share this show with them? I hear every time you do. You have a completely smooth sailing symptom-free period. (sighs) It's true. (laughs) I can't wait to talk with you next week. And until then, go be your most fabulous self. And don't forget to spread that badass big laugh energy everywhere you go thanks again i know you're the one with the plan there's no time to waste what you make could you make me up right now would you fit me in if you can i know you're the one with the plan there's no time to waste what you make Could you make me a